I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I have developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. In today's reading, we're back in the Psalms, and we read the Psalms as much as possible in the time frame in about which they were written. And so today we're looking at Psalm 65, 66, 67. We're skipping 68 today, and then we're looking at 69 and 70. Psalm 65, let's praise God for his blessings to us. The subtitle to this one says, To the Chief Musician, A Psalm and Song of David. Verse 1, Praise waiteth for thee, O God, in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest, and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. By terrible things and righteousness wilt thou answer us, O God of our salvation, who art the confidence of all the ends of the earth, and of them that are afar off upon the sea, which by his strength setteth fast the mountains, being girded with power." which stilleth the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the people. They also that dwell in the uttermost parts are afraid at thy tokens. Thou makest the outgoings of the morning and evening to rejoice. Thou visitest the earth and waterest it. Thou greatly enrichest it with the river of God, which is full of water. Thou preparest them corn when thou hast so provided for it. Thou waterest the ridges thereof abundantly. Thou settest the furrows thereof, thou makest it soft with showers, thou blessest the springing thereof, thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy paths drop fatness. They drop upon the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks, the valleys also are covered over with corn, they shout for joy, they also sing." Now, this is a psalm that recounts the blessings of God. David writes this one, we're told in the subtitle, and he makes particular reference to the blessings of God on Zion, which is another name for Jerusalem. Getting a fix on the exact period of this writing is difficult. David's reference to the temple in verse 4 would indicate that, at the very least, David was anticipating the building of the temple in Jerusalem at the time of this writing. David lists the great blessings and works of God here. Verse 3 is particularly noteworthy. It says, Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. David acknowledges the remedy for sin then and now. It's purged away by God himself. For us, that's First John 1 John 1.9, which says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Psalm 66, How awesome are your deeds! The subtitle to this one says, To the Chief Musician, A Song or Psalm. Verse 1. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. 
Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say unto God, How terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. All the earth shall worship thee and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name, Selah. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him. He ruleth by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Selah. O bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved. For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us, as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net, thou laidest affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth hath spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings. With the incense of rams I will offer bullocks with goats. Selah. Come in here, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. This author is unknown, and he expresses that while God has allowed him to go through trial, he answers his prayer for deliverance and blessing. Look at verse 18. It says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The author here understood that harbored sin interfered with his fellowship with God. Now, let's take a brief overview of this psalm in three sections. First, a call on the earth to praise God, verses 1 through 12. Then the author offers sacrifice and praise in verses 13 through 15. And finally, the author exhorts the people to pray and praise, verses 16 to 20. Incidentally, the multiple occurrences of the transliterated word sila here are unusual. While the word of unknown meaning is used 72 times in the Psalms and two times in Habakkuk, it's usually found once at the end of a psalm. Here it's used three times. Perhaps the word meant rest, having something to do with the presentation of the song itself. We don't really know for sure. That brings us to Psalm 67. God be merciful unto us and bless us. The subtitle to this one says, To the chief musician on Neganoth, a psalm or song. Verse 1. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Selah. That thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth, Selah. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Again, we aren't given the author of this psalm either, but it seems to fit into the same group as Psalm 66. 
Notice it still has the multiple occurrences of the transliterated word uh, in the Hebrew, Selah. And that's unusual, used twice here and three times in Psalm 66, which we just read a few moments ago. And with regard to the subtitle, the chief musician on Neganoth is the leader of that part of the temple choir which played on stringed instruments. Let the people praise God. I can picture the people singing this one in the fields as they harvested their crops. In Psalm 69, we have a psalm which can be regarded as prophetic. Are we talking about David or Christ here? The subtitle to this one says, To the chief musician upon Shoshanim, a psalm of David. Verse 1, Save me, O God, for the waters are come in unto my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dried. Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of mine head. They that would destroy me, being mine enemies wrongfully, are mighty. Then I restored that which I took not away. O God, thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from thee. Let not them that wait on thee, O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed for my sake. Let not those that seek thee be confounded for my sake, O God of Israel. Because for thy sake I have borne reproach. Shame hath covered my face. I am become a stranger unto my brethren, and an alien unto my mother's children. For the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that was to my reproach. I made sackcloth also my garment, and I became a proverb to them. They that sit in the gate speak against me, and I was the song of the drunkards. But as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord, in an acceptable time. O God, in the multitude of thy mercy, hear me in the truth of thy salvation. Deliver me out of the mire, and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from them that hate me, and out of the deep waters. Let not the water flood overflow me, neither let the deep swallow me up. And let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. And hide not thy face from thy servant, for I am in trouble. Hear me speedily. Draw nigh unto my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of mine enemies. Thou hast known my reproach and my shame and my dishonor. Mine adversaries are all before thee. Reproach hath broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. And I looked for some to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table become a snare before them. And that which should have been for their welfare, let it become a trap. Let their eyes be darkened that they see not, and make their loins continually to shake. Pour out thine indignation upon them, and let thy wrathful anger take hold of them. Let their habitation be desolate, and let none dwell in their tents. For they persecute him whom thou hast smitten, and they talk to the grief of those whom thou hast wounded." Add iniquity unto their iniquity, and let them not come into thy righteousness. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living, and not be written with the righteous. But I am poor and sorrowful. Let thy salvation, O God, set me up on high. 
I will praise the name of God with a song, and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bullock that hath horns and hoofs. The humble shall see this, and be glad, and your heart shall live that seek God. For the Lord heareth the poor, and despiseth not his prisoners. Let the heaven and earth praise him, the seas, and everything that moveth therein. For God will save Zion, and will build the cities of Judah, that they may dwell there and have it in possession. The seeds also of his servants shall inherit it, and they that love his name shall dwell therein. Now David's identified as the author here in the introduction. The introduction also includes the words to the chief musician upon Shashanim. That's the name of some musical instrument, probably one shaped like a lily. It's also found in the introduction to Psalm 45. Note what's written regarding this psalm in the Expositor's Bible Commentary, and I quote, Because of the many references to it in the New Testament, this psalm has been interpreted messianically. The messianic interpretation is in the form of an application to the life of devotion to God by the Lord Jesus Christ. The primary significance is David and his suffering. He calls on the Lord to deliver him in verses 1 through 21 for the sake of those who hope in you, verse 6. Moreover, he prays for the fall of the wicked in verses 22 to 29. The lament changes to a hymn of thanksgiving and anticipation of God's redemption in verses 29 to 36. So what about it? Is this psalm messianic? Is it a prophecy or not? Let's look at some of the wording in Psalm 69 and see how it's quoted in the New Testament. Now, I've provided a table, and I'm going to actually read the Old Testament psalm and the New Testament quotation. You can look at it and see it in the table in the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today. So Psalm 69.4 here says, They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of mine head. They that would destroy me, being mine enemies wrongfully or mighty, then I restored that which I took not away. And here's what is said in John 15.25. But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law, they hated me without a cause. Then we go over to Psalm 69, verse 9. This one says, For the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. Now over in John chapter 2, verse 17, it says this, And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. And then in Romans 15, 3, Paul writes, For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, The reproaches of them that reproach thee fell on me. Now, there's no question that Psalm 69, 4, verse 4 and verse 9 were definitely held by John, Paul, and the rest of the disciples to be references to the Messiah. While not specifically mentioned in Matthew 27, 48, or Mark 15, 36, or John 19, verses 29 and 30, the vinegar given to Jesus seconds before his death on the cross seems to fit nicely with the prophetic words of Psalm 69, 21, which says... They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Interestingly enough, Peter makes use of verse 25 when he quotes it as justification for replacing Judas in Acts chapter 1, verse 20. 
It's obvious, therefore, that Peter held Judas wholly culpable for the deeds he'd done by the Jewish leaders and Romans at the crucifixion. Peter's interest there seems to be to eradicate any influence Judas had in the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. So is it prophetic or not? Well, you make the call, but it certainly seems that the early apostles used it and quoted it as though it were messianic. That brings us to Psalm 70. O Lord, do not delay. The subtitle to this one says, To the chief musician, a psalm of David, to bring to remembrance. Verse 1. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. Let them be turned back for a reward of their shame that say, Aha, aha. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say continually, Let God be magnified. But I am poor and needy. Make hasten to me, O God. Thou art my help and my deliverer, O Lord. Make no tarrying. This is a prayer of David in this one. Notice that this five-verse psalm is virtually identical to the five verses found in Psalm 40, verses 13 to 17. The primary difference is the occurrence of the word Elohim, translated God here, as opposed to the rendering of Yahweh, translated Lord, in Psalm 40, but other than that, virtually identical. So, in the in the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today, I've provided a comparison chart so you can see the verses side by side. And uh, you may want to go through and look at those, at how closely... Psalm 70 parallels Psalm 40, verses 13 through 17. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walker. 